to heal yourself isn't about fixing yourself when you're broken. It's about just being on a pathway of fulfilling your every single potential. I mean, how awesome would that be? Hey, this is the Rapid Tapping Podcast. I am Poppy Delbridge. If you're human, you're probably overdue an upgrade in the internal energetics of your being. And this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this. I'm really excited for this because Nahid is here. Nahid is a somatic movement coach and she's been a yoga teacher for over 14 years. But what I love about Nahid is she's got her own method, the human method. And it's all about really very intelligent movement. And I've done it with her and I absolutely love it. Nahid works with athletes or CEOs and people working with their bodies and has been really active through the pandemic with stress. And so I'm really, really looking forward to digging into how we can use our bodies and how that works with our mind as well today with Nahid. So Nahid, welcome. Hello, puppy. How are you? I'm very, very good. I am reading here that Tatler said you were a lifeline in turbulent times. And I would like to reiterate that. I'm not Tatler, but I do believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And you've done some stuff with me in terms of House of Possibility and uh, Pivot into Power as well about embodying um, all the things that we want to manifest in our lives. And Mm -hmm. so I really want to kick off with uh, a quote today, which is really looking at, um, well, really gets the heart of what I think you and I believe um, about life and about how we can move into a better life because that's you know really what what we're all after at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and the quote is from Oprah Mm -hmm. and the quote is really simple and she says turn your wounds into wisdom Mm. oh I love that that's lovely yeah great and so how does that hit you when you think about that wounds becoming wisdom and your experience well I think it's a really wonderful way to embrace all sensations and feelings that you feel. So the life that you live, because I I think where we often have a real disconnect is where we try and deny parts of us. Um, And actually, I read something really interesting that whizzed past on Instagram today, and it's from Brené Brown. And it was it's a term called toxic positivity. And I was like, oh, I like that. Because, Mm. of course, you know, in the wellness world and in our world, um, we have lots of clip-on spirituality or clip-on veneers. And can I swear on this podcast? You can quietly swear. You can quietly swear. I'll tell you why. Because there's a really (laughs) funny thing where people say, you know, you say, how are you? And they go, I'm fine. And fine for me stands for um, fucking insane. What is it? Fine is fucking insane, neurotic, exhausted. (laughs) 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 And that's what I always hear when people say, I'm fine. Because you just think, well, you don't look fine. And you're not, you're not, um, you know, you're not embodying fine. So why don't you be intimate and human with me? me and tell me how you really are um you know when you're talking to your friends so I love the idea that quote I love the idea that everything that you are everything that brought you here today forms you and it's not to be denied you're completely to embrace and that doesn't mean that you dwell in depression and you dwell you know of course we don't want to dwell in any one state but to be 
you know, to put this face on where you're, you know, you're pretending that you're really positive because just, just saying you're positive doesn't make you positive. It has to be coupled with action. And so, you know, you have your tapping and there's lots of other things that you do as well, which I love, you know, I really love tapping. I used it many, many, many years ago when I was going through quite a rough old time, um, quite a stressful time. And I needed to have quick fixes for where I was on the go. I was a boss. I was in charge of my studios. And it was just, you know, it was just overwhelming. And anytime something happened and I just felt overwhelmed and I couldn't get on the floor, boom, 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 straight into my tapping. And it really saved me. So I think, I think a positive attitude needs to be coupled with action and that's why I love the rapid tapping um but um yeah I, I think in our culture to deny parts of you is 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 troubling and will cause real disconnect so yeah bring your bring your wounds learn from them learn from your mistakes because actually from the traditions that I come from um and mine is Feldenkrais so I'm kind of studying I'm on my very last year of that um it's all about it's all about your experiences and how they shape you. And when you when you broaden your experiences, you're literally expanding your body and your mind. So for me, there's no there's no separation between body and mind. So the idea behind what I do, and I think very much behind what you do as well, is that it's all about expanding your experience of yourself. Because when you do that, you suddenly go, whoa, yeah, actually, you know, I'm I'm I can I can. I can live and exist in multi-dimensions. I don't have to be this linear person that has all these rules. Um, and I also think that talking about our wounds, again, not in a depressing way where we dwell and we wallow, but we actually are able to say, well, from this, I then learned this. Because who doesn't, you know? Who doesn't, mm. learn? Who doesn't learn from life experience? I mean, and if you don't, then there's, that needs to be addressed. Yes, I love that. Yeah, mm. because we're going through life through experience and taking records of that. And so, yes, we need to embrace that because if we start to deny it, bury it, then the energy of that is stuck, right? So you're, you're living with that stuckness and then that manifests as stuckness and a feeling of stuckness. And, and what's quite interesting is that in lots of trauma, um, and, which I, and I don't love the word trauma actually, because for me, it means that you've got a label and that's you forever. And I like to, I like to shift. I like to constantly mm. be on the move. So I prefer protective state. So something bad happens to you, you go into a protective state and all you need to do is shift out of that state. But anyway, for, for something that defines that is where you don't want to let experience in because you want to be very controlling of your experience because it's all too scary. So it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it kind of goes along with all of that. The more open you are and the more bend, not bendy, flexible, the more kind mm. of multidimensional you are, the more able you are to grow and to be fluid and to flow. And actually that is the thing that keeps us young. So our experiences mm. and being open to them keeps us young. So very much in the work that I do, you know, and I teach people from their mid-20s all the way through to the 76, 78, mm. I think, is my oldest client. And um, chronological age, of course, there's some things that kind of give up a little bit and they, you know, they're not as strong as they once were. But I have some of my more flexible clients who are in their 70s who are much more flexible than some of my clients in their 20s because of course in your 20s in this day and age your world's gotten really narrow not just from the pandemic but from devices and yes. sitting at home watching Netflix and da 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 so actually physically they're probably doing a bit less than the people who were brought up you know without all those sorts of things we're doing so the ability to 
be fluid and be able to change the direction is just something I really embrace, changing up your habits. And the way to do that, of course, is being really understanding where you are, where you come from and where you are. Mm. Yeah, gorgeous way to look at everything. Because our, I often say as well, it's the mind body. Yeah. Um, there is no separation unless you're going around with, you know, your mind chopped off from your body, which we're not because there's so many emotional centers we can tap into. And what I want to get your knowledge on is something that we've done together. So obviously in Pivot into Power, we're looking at manifesting. We're looking at um, bringing desires into reality by clearing and ditching things and um, and then looking at what we can debunk essentially about our life. And, and with those experiences, some of those are helpful, some of them are not. You know, they're, they're memories and they're imprints, but we can start to shift those and I'm really interested in the part that you played within that as one of our experts in terms of embodying the changes that we're making on a, on a sort of brain and mind level and how we can then, a couple of things. One is look for clues in our body to show us that there's still debunking and ditching to be done. But then also how we can really start to use our body to kind of relax our nervous system so that we can become in tune with our true uh, purpose, you know, with our true, what I call super consciousness, which is that really intuition can guide us more so than everything else. So what's your take on that, just so that people can get aware of, of how to do that? So I, I think you're absolutely right. To be able to pause and notice is probably the very first thing that everyone has to do because often when you feel something you'll feel it physically so if I'm stressed I'll feel it in my shoulders they sort of start to rise up start here you know and I kind, of, I kind of know the early signs now where I'm like okay breathe into that or I might hold my breath some people clench their jaw so there'll be a physical manifestation won't there initially of your um of your stress anxiety whatever it is and um, what I do with people is I get them to de-link that from the thing that has caused them the anxiety or the stress. So let's say it's an email because we're all at home, we're working at home and you get an email in and it's not very nice and it kind of hits you at a funny angle. And the first thing you might do is that, or you might just go <clears throat> and hold your breath. So yes. before you even think about responding, the thing to do is just go, oh, I've held my breath. Let me just breathe. And you breathe in and out. And then you become very aware because our experience of the world is through our physical body, right? So I, I help people to move better, but actually how you move is all about how you move through the world and through your life, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if, if, if stress and sadness makes you feel like that, then you're going to be quite unbold in your decisions because you're looking to protect yourself. So I, I think it, it sounds like a lot of work when you're already under stress, but if you just notice what it is that you do, what is your habits? I look at people's habits. What is the very first that thing that you do? And then de-link it. So in a, when I'm teaching people movement and I give them something new to do, I'll say, what was your first reaction? And they'll be like, oh, I mm. held my breath. I was like, okay, come back, rewind again, do that again, but let the breath lead you through it. Yeah. Yes. And then and then I can add, keep on adding challenges. And what I do, it's not exercise. It's a neuromuscular method. There's a bit of it when I go into yoga that might be termed more as exercise, but it's actually a neuromuscular method. And it fits in really beautifully with your quote, because the idea is that you make mistakes, because when you make mistakes, you're learning. When you do the same thing that you do all the time, you're back into habit. And our habits aren't bad but they might not always serve us. You know, habits are always needed for the time that, you know, they were created, but they might not always be useful. 
So a flexible person and a fluid person can kind of go, how shall I approach this? I think I'll have all these possibilities here or actually cool. I'll let my habit take over. And what mm-hmm. Feldenkrais used to do. So the, the method is very much influenced by him. Um, as well as a few other things. But what he used to do was he used to do things like he'd approach a door handle and one moment he'd open it with his right hand, then his left hand, then his elbow, then his knee. And I just thought that was so beautiful yes. and playful of it's like never doing the same thing or doing the same thing, but in many, many different ways just to keep yourself guessing and wondering how you do that. And I often find as well that, you know, the people that I'm always drawn to are people who are really playful in life, no matter what their age. So I I think the very first thing to do is you notice where you're at and you notice what your habits are. And then the next thing to do is you soothe yourself in some way. So and that's like creating really good foundations, isn't it? Because no one no one can make good decisions from a scrambled mind. Oh, you know, I've I've been in times when I'm so kind of stressed that I've just panic made decisions and they all they do is they fill a gap for now, but they're not really long term. They're not really going to help to move me forward. Um, So I I think you just find, you know, you have a whole range of tools up your sleeve to soothe yourself. So the first thing I would do with everyone is breath, because when you slow your breathing down, you're marrying up the frequencies of your heart, your lungs, your brain Mm. um, and lots of other rhythms in the internal body. Um, that are part of your felt sense as well. Um, and when all when your breathing slows down, it immediately reduces the effects of stress, of trauma. It helps you to self-regulate your emotions and it helps you to cultivate empathy and all of those things we need in the world right now. So my next go-to would be just lie on the floor because <laughs> the floor doesn't move yes. and it's it literally got your back. Yeah. So you have all these tight extensor muscles around the back of you that are drawing to keep you up. So they contract. They're in contraction quite a lot because that keeps us from falling forwards against Mm -hmm. gravity. So as soon as you lie on the ground, you're allowing those to release. And when you can let your external body release, which means you're not under threat, then the internal body starts to release and then the breath can flow. And then that sort of has this biofeedback loop of kind of uh, you asking the question, your nervous system is constantly, sa- constantly saying, am I safe? Am I not safe? Am I safe? Am I not safe? It's not that it's not that intelligent. It's not that yes. new. It's just saying, am I safe or not? So the thing to do is just bring yourself to a place that you feel safe. And then from there, good habits can grow. You can then start to build from there. Mm, yeah because I love doing your work because it isn't exercise and it's not yoga in my opinion because it's not you're going into this space and you should all do classes with Nahid okay but you you go into this space where you're where you're well, you're, you know, I love that move, that oscillating move, don't yes, I? Yeah, I love yeah, it. You do, you do you, love I mean, it. <laughs> I love that one. Why yeah. do I love that so much? What you, does I, that do for us? And can you I, tell us yes. what that is? Well, I, I teach lots of busy women like you who are entrepreneurs and business women, and they're really they're brilliant forging ahead and building projects and all the rest and all the rest of it. And they're nurturers for other people. And as a consequence of that, because your your brain's buzzing and it's so full of ideas all of the time, that you're you probably, I mean, of course you tap, but you know, you probably don't take as much care of yourself as you take care of other people. You know, that's quite normal. I don't too. We all need our teachers, mm. right? Mm. Um, and what, the, why that works is it's particularly good for busy minded people. So I kind of chose it particularly for you when I first taught you was because 
and I'm, the, I'm, I'm very similar to you. So I think we find it really hard for our minds to stop <laughs> because that's, that, yeah, lots that's of what, ideas. Lots of ideas. Creative nightmare. Yeah, I'm a creative. Yeah. I know, me too. <laughs> me too. Like, I mean, the number of strap lines I can come up with, you, you know, it's just ridiculous and it's just like, stop it just is too complicated um and so why that works in particular is is it's, it's got movement in it so i'm not asking you to be still and quiet in your mind because that's impossible our minds are busy they're you know they're designed to have ideas and to keep firing off with things so actually i find it i mean i do meditate but i haven't meditated so much this year i've gone back into my breathing practice and those oscillations like mm -hmm. you say mm -hmm. because to go completely quiet and try to force yourself to go quiet just becomes another stick to beat yourself with. And what I'm really anti is I'm anti fighting our nervous systems. And I think many, many, many um, disciplines have become something that's all about punishing, forcing, beating. And I don't want to do that. I, I kind mm. of actually want to be really kind to myself because I, I really like me. <laughs> I want to nurture myself. I want to nourish myself. And I want to kind of forge ahead compassionately and creatively. And yeah, I just want life to be kind, especially after this year. You know, I've, I've done all that forging, yeah. building studios and all the rest of it. And it was great, but I'm, I'm done. You know, it's over. That's, that's my past now. I want something else. Um, and so why it works so well for busy people is it's, it's got some movements, that soothing, rocking movement, you know, just helps to self-soothe because yeah. you've got a lot of you on the ground, you're being supported. Um, and also what it does is it discombobulates the nervous system slightly because it doesn't quite know what you're doing and it will release and tighten muscle quite quickly. Plus, mm. you're lying on the ground, so you're not going to do yourself any harm. You're not overly stretching your joint or you're not pushing yourself into You're completely supported by the floor. And when your muscles contract and release very quickly, it, you go in and out of your habit. So you're going in and out of habit without you even thinking about it. So then what happens is that you start to release muscles you didn't even know you were contracting and all of the supporting kind of connective mm -hmm. tissue around it. So that immediately is soothing because when you're tense, it's the opposite of soothing, right? When you're tense, the nervous system is just like, oh, protection mode. We've got to, you know, let's make sure nothing untoward happens. Yes. And when you're released, you're kind of like, oh, actually, this is this is what it feels like mm. to be at peace. This is what to it feels like. Peace. Yes. And to be in balance, in true balance, because what I love, what about what, what I think what's really interesting about that is it's just reminded me of, you know, you saying that there are muscles that we don't particularly know that we're using hmm. that are contracted it's very similar in a way to the conscious and the subconscious mind hmm. and how we feel as humans um if we're thinking about something enough or doing enough action consciously then that means that we're doing everything that we can possibly do when yeah. in fact there's this whole you know underlayer of mystery of how our body just functions and our mind just functions, keeping us safe and doing all those things built up from all those years of experience and conditioning that we need to pay attention to, but we don't necessarily know they're there. So what I love yeah. about this is that it's really similar, isn't it, to, to the premise of, of tapping, certainly rapid tapping, which is more about how you can look at your mindset and, and manifest. But it's it's similar because what are those hidden things that our body is doing for us on our behalf that actually some are helpful, some are not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's similar. I like anything that disrupts your habit. Yeah. So anything that you can just disrupt a thought and just stop it so yeah, that yeah. you have time to pause, 
recalibrate and then decide what you do because that's exactly the opposite of this culture isn't it I mean you know I was brought up in London in South London and I, I always laugh when I think about myself because when I, I was you know young if someone if someone bumped into you kiss your teeth because you always try and have to pretend you're harder and bigger than you really are <laughs> do you know what I mean um, yeah. And that's because of so many people. Well, that's our culture, isn't it? Of just no patience, haven't got any time. Everything's fast, fast, fast. An email comes in, I've got to reply to it straight away. And actually, funny enough, I see it in my movement classes where I'll give an instruction. And even though I've said, just let it, let it, just let it come, let it come to you, you know, process that instruction. You don't have to move straight away. Think about it. That's completely the opposite of our culture because we hear something and we want to go boom. It's like we want to be the best girl. I want, I want to know the answer. I want to be the clever one. And it comes from school. It, you know, the layers and layers of conditioning that we yes. have is incredibly hard to even identify, let alone, you know, let, let go of. And you let go of it when you literally cannot take any more, don't you? You know, you get to a point where you're like, I literally yeah. can't do any more. So I'm going to look at things that really don't serve me. And I'm like, right, get away. I'm done. Mm. I'm done with this thing. There's a, mm. there's a moment, like I used to smoke years and years and years ago, which sounds so old fashioned now, doesn't it? When anyone yeah, says who it. smokes? Who smokes anymore? Like, <laughs> I, did that I, know. I know, where did that mm. go? And it went so quickly, didn't it? Mm. Um, and I, I didn't really smoke that much. I just used to smoke every now and then. I, you know, I wouldn't even get, I wouldn't even get through a packet of 10, not even that. Um, and it could probably last me way over a week. Um, you're backtracking now, Nahid. I am backtracking a little bit, aren't I? No, I was a smoker. And for many, many years, you know, for many, yeah. many, many years, it was, it was the thing that I did. I was definitely a smoker. Um, and I remember, and I could take it and leave it and take it and leave it. And then I remember my husband saying to me once, I was, had a roll up outside the kitchen window. And I remember him saying to me once, oh, that's really got in, gone into my lungs. And I was like, boom, stopped smoking from that day onwards. Never picked it up again. So that's really interesting, that's interesting. isn't it? Where you just think, I'm done. Okay. I didn't, really, yeah. didn't realise that. Mm. I'm completely done. And it wasn't hard at all. Yes. So yes. That, that thing of, you know, all these little habits that we pick up, when you shift to a different state, boom, you're like, I'm done. You, you don't have to make yourself give it up does, does that make sense yeah. oh so much sense because that's done in the moment and I think we forget that there is such a thing well you know I'm into quantum physics but it's like there is such a thing as a quick paradigm shift yes. and you can use your body to help with that too and when when you wait for catastrophe in life which we all do you know we do wait for that moment where we're like oh well I'm rock bottom so this is it I'll rebuild I'll rewire now yeah, yeah. then we're missing a trick because we are able to do that at any moment. We can do that change without the catastrophe. Yes, that's the thing, isn't it? Without the catastrophe. And that's what I often say to, you know, the people that I teach. It's like, don't wait till you hit a wall. I mean, this this year is about hitting a wall for a lot of people, isn't it? Emotionally, yes. oh, perhaps yeah. financially, you know, whatever, whatever health wise. So I think, I think, you know, just like you, I've just found that people are just so ready for this work. You know, had I started up my um, slower somatic movement classes in my studios, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a good teacher. I can draw people into my classes. I was also the owner of the studios. So I, I would have built up a bit of a class, yeah. but it would have taken me two years to build it up to, you know, the sort of level of interest I have now because people are ready. Yeah, people are ready. People are, people are doing the inner work now. They're doing the inner work. Yeah, they are. Because they've realised that actually, you know, the, the big stuff, the handstands, 
maybe the running um, won't really that won't really solve solve the the deeper internal questions that we all have. You know, where your where your your whole world has been pulled from underneath your feet. So you know, I I teach CEOs who uh, um, uh, quite a lot of them are male and their workplace was their identity yeah, and now yeah. they don't have that and they don't know if they're going to go back to that because some of them are quite older you know a lot older now so it might be that they can't ever go back to a workplace mm. um it's been really interesting having those sorts of conversations with them they're not used to being at home with their wives they're not used to being at home with their grown-up children because they weren't mm. they were never there so mm. it's really you know they've taken a huge shift in their idea of themselves mm. and and I have to say credit to them one that they're really willing to explore because they're faced with this you know we're all faced with this huge global kind of um health issue that's yeah. going to have repercussions for quite a long time so yes. um I've actually you know I've kind of really encouraged people to welcome this liminal state of knowing and not knowing because mm. that's where growth can happen that's the place that growth can happen, yeah. Mm, that is the place, isn't it? The uncertainty, that bit where you don't know. It's like that bit, I love that quote with the um, the undoing of the acorn, the seed. So I'm going to do it just justice now, injustice even. But I think the quote is very long. <laughs> but it's basically like if you looked at the seed in the middle of its growth trajectory, you would think it was in absolute chaos and was nothing and destroyed. Yes, yeah. However, yeah. if you see it from afar and you can be the witness of that in its whole trajectory, mm. you see that the undoing of it is in fact the, the very doing of what is to come. It's a gorgeous idea, isn't it? And that's, I think, what we're in, absolutely. We're in that period of time. Yeah, yeah, we are. And, and I'm hoping for a bit of a shift in culture actually, where we don't look at success, the outward appearances of success, and kind of think, that's what we're aiming for. But we look at, you know, how you get there and the growth of it. And, you know, that whole pathway that leads you there, because there's so much rich pickings along the way, that it would be a real shame to just have your eye on the prize and ignore all of that. Because it's from the picking up all the wisdom along the way that takes you to where you're going to go healthily and in a sane way. Because a lot of things that I'm looking at as well, Poppy, are how people have undone themselves with their work, how their work has undone them because they mm. have to push themselves so much. Um, so I'm hoping of an unraveling of that culture. And again, I teach a few CEOs and I'm like, and I'm saying to them, well, you lead that culture. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you need to oh, go yeah. back and it. You, you know, you were at the forefront of that culture and you've got a lot of power. So, I'm, you know, I've got teach a few women who are at the top of their game I'm like you've got a lot of power to then go Mm. back and kind of just say well actually maybe we can all work from home or maybe we can have a bit more of a flexible attitude to work because all of those things are important aren't they so the intention of course is incredibly important but then I, I personally feel we have to have action and the underlying structure to support that intention because I'd like everyone to have Mm. the intention and the potential of having the intention not just a few of us Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, and we, yeah, because we're both working with CEOs. I mean, these are people that are changing culture, changing society, pioneering the new. And I think it's, it's, it's such valuable work to 
be able to change an industry from doing things that are sort of slightly weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, your work is hugely important because yeah. you're it, you're part of that undoing. And I think now there's like this kind of, you know, it's like coming up from the ground, all of these people that are doing these, you know, what would have been considered complementary therapies or add-ons or even alternative therapies. Yeah. But actually, no. They're not. It's all part of the same collective now. And it, there's really, it needs, everyone needs to be held in totally all-encompassing holistic ways. Absolutely. Because actually, aren't we important? The healers, the teachers, yeah. you know, become incredibly important. Whereas once upon a time, we were at the fringes and not, you know, yeah. not considered maybe ambitious even you know when how do we think about teachers we think they're probably not that ambitious you know they're doing it for the good of their souls but actually this is so this is such important work and i would love it to be something that isn't just for those with money who can heal themselves but still run toxic environments or still be part of toxic, not look at those toxic environments. And I don't mean that they're to blame for the toxic environment. I just mean that actually the culture we live in is pretty flipping toxic, isn't it? I mean, come on, <laughs> let's look at it. You know, I'm hoping yeah. it's open eyes. And to heal yourself isn't about fixing yourself when you're broken. It's about just being on a pathway of you know, fulfilling your every single potential. I mean, how awesome would that be? And I think it's, I think it's a real shame that is just the language of something that we've pushed out to the sides. Like when I was really young, I was, uh, I was 19 when I got my, not my first job, but I had a job in a health food shop. So I was really, you know, I was really on the fringes then and was completely into alternative culture and squat culture and I loved it. I loved it so much. And it was just so alternative. And, you know, I was a vegan. I always say um, I was vegan for about 10 years um, when it was really hard to be a vegan poppy. Yes. <laughs> and you had to yes. cook from scratch. And I love cooking from scratch. Um, and all of those things were so on the fringes. Whereas now, you know, having vegan restaurants in Covent Garden, it's amazing. It's like really amazing. But I, I don't want it to be a show. I actually want the structure of things to change. And then, yes. then we'll be winning. Then, yes. then we know we've had really good influence. Yes, and that's the action part. That's the doing part. That's the actually putting, yeah, putting it into action completely. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about tapping for a bit. So yes, you mentioned that you, you know, you've done rapid tapping um, with me. So you know that it's a little bit different. What I do, it's kind of lifestyle, lifestyle stuff. So get it into yeah. your lifestyle. Work with the emotion as it comes up start using it to get yourself into a different frequency and then what can you do to bring the action in yes, by doing yeah. the tapping but obviously tapping and EFT and all of that as a modality is really useful in times of that word you don't like which is trauma mm. and certainly in terms of catastrophe like now and in terms of things being really deep you know and I love doing the deep stuff um, so what was your experience of tapping and how how did it you know you said it saved your saved your life yeah so I I I was um you know obviously I had all my own practices but you know I think we all need teachers whoever we are and I've got I've got a heap of good teachers that I will call on um I was just I, I ended up getting neuralgia because I was just so there was just so many things to do my studios I used to have central uh, studios in central London and it was mm. just me running it so I'd I had staff and I had teams but I was the only person on management 
Um, and it all kind of started from one studio and then it got a bit bigger and then it got bigger still. And then it got incredibly competitive in the London landscape. And I had just wanted to set up a little studio and that was going to be a little sideline and it just got bigger and bigger. Um, and I realized that I really like being fluid. <laughs> and once you have premises and staff and all that, it was, it was, it was freaking me out a bit, I think. So, um, I sought somebody. I, I also had some therapy spaces that I'd rent out as, alongside doing classes in my studios. And there was a great guy there who said to me, well, I could help you with this EFT stuff. And I said, yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really love to do that. And he sort of taught me a few times. And what I loved about it was I loved the immediacy of it. Um, and I loved how it could just dive, it could just put a full stop or a, or a pause in my manic thought process and yeah. my manic kind of like, what am I going to do? How the hell am I going to get out of all of this, you know, this, this responsibility? I think I don't like responsibility, Poppy. Or if I do mm. like responsibility, I like to, I like to be in control of how I, <laughs> how, how I give it out. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And yes. then I could kind of wind back in again and kind of, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just be a hermit for a bit now. And then, okay, I'm ready again. Um, I, I don't think I'm, you know, I don't think my, I don't think it's a constant tap. <laughs> I, need to kind of, I, need, I need to kind of, yeah, go back a bit. So he, what he taught me was just a really good method without having to lie down and rock because <laughs> you can't always do that, can you? So he just taught me this really instant method of tapping on your problems. And it was all about, you know, I love the idea of no, even though you are this, I still love myself. I just thought that was such a revelation to me mm. because I had, you know, I'd been brought up to be, you had to be this and you had to be that. And you, if you weren't these, these, these things, then you were a bit of a failure. And not just in my immediate family, but again, in the culture that we live in. So I found myself very much, you know, in this wellness world, kind of mixing with other wellness people who just come from such amazing um, uh, uh, backgrounds. And they've got, do you know what I mean? That it's just so mm, easy for them. And actually. I don't, I don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean anything against any person at all, but it's not so easy for everyone. And I get that. So I, I also teach lots of people um, and I kind of just let them into my classes and things who just wouldn't have this stuff available to them because it's such a powerful tool. Like if everyone could learn how to self-regulate their emotions, mm. wouldn't life be so much better? Oh, yeah. if, they could, if they could, if they had the tools to then think about fulfilling their potential and what does that even mean even even being able to have the possibility of that idea so that's what EFT and the, and the tapping just I was just like this is amazing this is powerful stuff uh, you know we should be teaching everyone this because it's really really good and I've joined you for your lives but I've also um when I because I teach in the morning so I can't always join in but then I go back and look at some of you recorded when I'm flagging a bit and I'll kind of and I'll tap along with you and it really has set me up again so I love the I love the immediacy of it. I love the power of it. I love the self sufficiency of it as mm. well. Of like really empowering me to kind of crack on with things and get out of shift my state. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really love that. So, so I find it yeah a brilliant part of my toolkit, and I love the way how you deliver it as well. It's always fun. Um, so yeah, it's it's powerful and um, great. And I, I, I'm yeah, I, I'd be really interested to know about what you do with people on a one to one. I don't know if you've got time to talk about it now. Mm. But I'm really curious about that. Yeah, you know the thing about the one to one stuff is uh, I do that usually with in tandem with my coaching. So yeah, see, I, because I really believe that you know coaching people to get to where they want to be, whatever that is fulfillment or true true 
accomplishment of whatever they feel is within them to put out there does require that clearing so what I tend to do is is go well actually hang on a minute things keep coming up with people and so in my experience you can't just coach people without creating the space in order to put that in because what tapping does in terms of if it is a one-to-one thing is we go deep back you know and the sessions will be quite long so rapid tapping is more like the kind of you know that's like you've just so eloquently explained you know you've you've got a feeling or emotion or you're kind of struggling with something and you, you bam bam I need to just bring that back into balance and that's how I'm going to disrupt what's yeah. coming through and just bring that back in the moment um but when you go deep it's really about going back into memories or back into feelings very often it's interesting we should talk about this because I'll start often with a feeling in the body mm. and I'll go where where have you felt that before and when have you felt that before so I'll kind of go back through a timeline sometimes back to birth and then mm. we walk up it again mm. um so different energy integrative te- techniques I'll bring into it but then it's going into that experience and you're not getting rid of a memory and you're not getting rid of anything but you are getting some kind of um release from the rawness of the emotion that's attached to it so that's always my aim so when you release the rawness of the of the emotion attached to it it just allows you to navigate life differently and with a new perspective yes yeah 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 does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. And actually, interesting, I teach quite a few people chronic anxiety and they're all, you know, high achievers. And so they've had this from whenever they were very young, you know, like just get feeling very anxious and working really hard and throwing everything at it and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I say to them actually is, well, you could call it anxiety or you could just call it you could just say that you care about something very much and mm. you care about something very much, which is why you feel that you really want to do your best. So actually the better thing to do is prepare for it rather than sitting there biting your nails or, you know, clenching your jaw or having yes. to kind of deal with the physical um, mm. things that come up for you when you feel anxious Um but then putting the action in and preparing for that anxiety and just and shifting it in your head and just saying, actually, I care about this you know like every single time I teach a Mm. class and I've been teaching for over 15 years now I still have a little bit of a flutter in my stomach because I want to do well at it I want it to be I want I want to really communicate everything that I want to communicate I want to do it well I want it to land well I want people to feel good so I have a little bit of a oh I hope it's going Mm. to be all right just before I switch the microphone on but you know over the years I've really I've just turned frame that to like I really care about what I do how I deliver it and I will put my planning in place and I will go then I'll go to bed knowing that I've done everything I can done and it will go well it will Mm. go well it will be well received but I, I think from what I see and where my training comes from, part of it is how we frame things. And actually, you should care about the things that you do. That's It's yeah. an important part of the delivering of it, isn't it? And the creating yes. and the making of it. Um, and I think, you know, how we choose our words are quite important. So instead of sort of saying, you know, I'm always stressed, I, actually, I think stress has been demonized. You know, cortisol has been demonized. It's the thing that gets us up in the morning. You know, it takes over for melatonin, yes. which is the sleep hormone. And that's your get up, get going. You know, you're alive. What you don't want to do is you don't want to have that out of balance. So I think it all, as ever, comes back to being in balance. And again, the culture that we live in, everything's either this or it's that. 
And it isn't actually, it's a whole beautiful gray in between the black and the mm. white. And just being able to live in that gray and in that uncertainty and in that questioning and not feeling you've got time. And it's a little bit like, you know, extremists are very, very sure about their views. And people who are thinkers and creators are questioning, you know, they're, they're unclear, they're unclear, but they're willing to be open. And so that's really interesting. And do you know what? There actually was just recently, there was a, uh, there was a research that just came out because I was looking at it with somebody to say that if your experience, if your education is very poor, you know, and you're not very well educated, you're going to be drawn to extremism. And we kind of all knew that, but actually there's a piece of research that kind of suggests that is true. Um, and that, again, comes back to your experience, doesn't it? What you open yourself up to, to then how you, how you are in the world, how expansive you can be in the world. Mm. Oh, I could talk to you all day. Yeah, I could talk to you all day. So yeah. that's, an, that's another nice thing about this, isn't it? Because often when we all teach, we're all very separate and I'm in my world and you're in your world. And they, you know, we, we don't, I think as teachers and healers, we don't often have a chance to come together and kind of go. And it's not a competitive thing. It's just about, oh, I really love what you do. And I really love, and that's what I've loved about this year, actually, is that you have little snippets of conversation with people and you think, oh, you sound really interesting. Right. I can easily come and have a conversation with you because we're all at home now <laughs> and I yes. you know and, I, and so I really enjoyed that talking to lots of different people and we all have a similar theme we're all on the same page um, and it's that that really lovely broadness of um, how we approach things but we're all coming from the same space that I really love yes. about how we've been able to gather and communicate with each other. Absolutely I love that and so Nahid if we were to move you forward in time Yes. And you are a collection of turning those wounds into wisdom, like Oprah says. And 20 years time, where are you? Well, I'm, I'm there a bit sooner than 20 years time because um, I had a little dream this year that I would leave London. So you've done it, haven't you? Um, yes. And I'm a Londoner and that's quite a big thing for me. But just from where I want to be, you know, where I want to go. So um, it's all happening. So I will be by the sea. Um, and that kind of feels a new enough adventure. So I'm not sure about 20 years. I don't really plan like that. I, I'm kind of, I have a vague idea in that I, I'm really happy where I am. I'm really enjoying the work that I do. Um, I'm enjoying it also because I'm not in charge of studios and staff and people and all the headaches that come with that. Yeah. So my life, my life has gotten much, much easier. And the teaching and the studying is so rich. And both of those things have been really strong themes in my life. Studying has probably been the strongest theme in my life. So I suspect, Poppy, that in 20 years' time, I'll still have my nose in a book but I'll be by the sea and I'll probably have a whole litter of dogs. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. And that for me is, is, is a, you know, I, I don't have ambition in the, you know, of, yeah, I want to be, I really like nature and I really love contentment. My, my, my pleasures have always been very simple things. And actually I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a bit of a mission to make my life easier and simpler and yeah. Yeah, and kind of more, more connected with the people that I'm involved with in my life. Yes, I love that. Yeah. And then what do you think you would need less of in your life in order to be at that place? What do I need less of? I have 
a low level anxiety about the world. <laughs> and I don't know how that's going to be fixed. I have to say my personal stuff, I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I understand the highs and lows of them and I don't mind those. I can navigate those. I've had my whole mm. life to do it. And those aren't the things that throw me at all. It's the world. I'm so terribly mm. worried about it. You know, mm. Women's um, International Day is about to come up and I'm a bit anxious. You know, I, I, I'm a bit like I don't really understand the point of these days because actually look at what's going on in the world. And I, I don't believe in a two tier spirituality either, where some women can be free and some women can't. That really troubles me. You know, I find that mm. very troubling. And I always have poppies. So I suppose mm. that's my anxiety is that I feel very anxious about one side of the world having quite a lot the other side of the world not and then the two things are meeting in the middle anyway because the planet's in such a state so it's kind of coping with that sort of huge anxiety and how to live with it and how and also how to be active in it so actually from a personal level I'm good I can deal with my stuff um but it's it's the everything else the much bigger stuff that sometimes almost inflames me you know almost kind of combusts yeah. me because it's such a worry to me. So that, I thought, I wonder if that's a thing I could ask you to look at. Yes, yes. That kind of humanitarian surge. Yeah. Yes, that, human yeah. that humanitarian surge and that just real uh, anger and disappointment at the injustice. Injustice yeah, and, of it, yeah. Even, even the poor planet, you know, if mm. we don't, we can't, we can't close our eyes to this. So it's so it's it's much bigger things than me because I don't know about you, but my sadness isn't about what happens to me. It's about what happens to all the people that I connect with, you know, and yeah. and the wider society. You know, even on my high street, you know, I've seen kind of businesses that are shut down, and I'm really feeling yes. the people in the world. Yes. So it's like, how can we be active and play an important part in that and play our role in that? But also, how how can we manage all of this? <gasps> this news and this stuff that comes up at us all the time mm. yes yes that is something that we could work on it's that often it's the empath um yes. the empath way and I, I work with mainly women and yeah. um mainly I'd say you know I don't know if it's completely this way or the other but empathic tendencies tend to be exactly that yeah and so we take on and mirror the feelings that are going on in the collective and mm. that really calls for some kind of energy protection techniques as well, especially now. So those can be worked in to the tapping or have a session. Yes, I'd love to do something like that. Because, you know, it, again, as you, you have to be careful that you don't take on people's stuff. Yes. Then you suddenly find out it's just all leaked in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Leaky energy. I know. You can't have that. You can't have that. And then you suddenly no. think, oh, I need to sit down. Or <laughs> Yes. Yes, because we can't do our work if we don't protect our own energy because, you know, we have to be quite steadfast as well, almost like in this kind of sovereign way yeah. of seeing ourselves as energy being. Yeah. And in order to do the action that we so dearly want to, to take, we've got to do all that stuff first, totally. Yeah. Okay, amazing. <laughs> so, Nahid, where can everyone experience you? Where should everybody go in terms of your private sessions and group sessions? What do you suggest? Yes, so I offer weekly sessions, weekly classes, and they're all on. I'm completely online now, especially because I'm going to be moving, but I've loved being online, actually. I find it incredibly intimate in a way that I didn't think it would be. Um, so I teach live classes, and you can find them on my website, um, which is thehumanmethod.co.uk. 
Um, and then I teach privates as well. And they went, you know, all my private clients very successfully came online with me after everyone being a bit worried about how would it work and la la la. But yeah. actually brilliant because the client doesn't have the traveling time and they're already in a really safe space for themselves. And they've got lots and lots of things that you don't have in studios, like an extra cushion and an extra mm, blanket. Blankets, here and, which I love. Yeah, I love your, I love that. Lots of my work is to do with undoing habit and we'll look at unusual sort of movements. And the idea isn't about the movement itself. It's not exercise. It's a neuromuscular method. And then a lot of it is then once we've got you to that state, let's just support you in these very open poses which are held with blankets and cushions and things like that. Um, and again, that can all be accessed from my website and just, yeah, get in touch with me and we can chat about how I can help. But I've been helping lots of people who are recovering from COVID and long COVID and people who, are, yeah, just had lots of frozen shoulders this year, <laughs> lots mm. of, um, you know, working from home, postural things. But, yes. but I, I deal with lots of emotional stuff, anxiety, yes. depression, um, recovering from illness, you know, and, and maintaining things as well. Like I've got a few uh, clients with Parkinson's and they're just doing so amazingly well because again, they can see me regularly and that we, we're keeping them moving and just, I'm the sort of gal that just gets them doing stuff. So things that they thought they couldn't do. And because it's a neuromuscular method, it's not about, you know, how long your hamstrings are. You can kind of retrain everything. So yeah, all online and yeah, loving it. Thank you. Thank you. It's such gorgeous work and I can testify to that myself. Thank you. So thanks for coming to talk to me today, Nahid. It's been a gorgeous conversation and yeah. I'll be seeing you really soon. I hope so. Yes. Thank you for asking <laughs> me. Lots of love. Lots of love. Bye-bye. I would really appreciate it if you would please subscribe so you get alerts for when we have next episodes coming and also leave a five-star review and a little comment for us so we don't go into podcast Siberia, basically. <laughs> and if you'd like to uh, get tapping, go to the website rapidtapping.com and follow our Instagram for all the schedules of the free taps that are coming up, which is at rapidtapping. And if you want to find out more about me and everything that I do, just go to Poppy Del bridge.com